Hey guys, this is Aaron again from Beneath Vancouver Radio. Thank you for joining us on this episode. Um, in this, uh, we've got a special guest, Michael. Um, he actually reached out to me through the power of Instagram, as we all know, that's a, a beautiful platform. Um, he reached out, he's been listening to some of the, some of the podcast episodes and uh, he wanted to be a part of it. And as always, we always welcome people here on, on the podcast and on the show. So Michael, thank you for, Hi, for joining thank you us. For having me. No, thank you. So Michael is, a, is an author and a, honestly, a, just a creative in general. Um, he does YouTube. He just actually released a, a poetry book. Yes. Um, I'll let him talk about that a little bit more. Um, but I'll let Michael kind of introduce himself a little bit and uh, tell us yeah. a little bit more about kind of who you are and what you do, Michael. All right. Hi, everybody. Um, my name is Michael. I'm 22. Uh, yeah, so I'm an author. I just released my new book. It's called Bow and Arrow. Uh, overall, I would say I am a pretty creative individual when it comes to like the online platform, YouTube, Instagram, mm-hmm. uh, making videos and content. Uh, across various platforms uh, I think this book was like the biggest thing that happened to me which was this summer on mm-hmm. July, in July and it just touches base on like spirituality courage strength mental health uh, and mental illness um, and just like a whole variety of topics and like your identity and what's it like being like brought up in like a multicultural society and being born and raised in Vancouver and like you know just touching bases on like all so so many aspects of life and yeah. bringing it all together yeah no that's great um before we start obviously started recording I got to know Mike a little bit more and um, Michael's actually studying health sciences, yes, I am. so a little bit different than what he's kind of, I guess you could say, <laughs> passionate about, Yeah, which I know a lot of people and a lot of listeners and myself as well uh, can relate to, studying yeah. kinesiology and again, loving to create yeah. content and being yeah. more on the creative side. So um, I guess my first question, um, we'll touch, I guess, the f- first part of this podcast mm-hmm. in, in your book. I feel yeah. like that's obviously the most recent, I guess, milestone, if yeah. you will. Um, tell us a little bit more. How did you kind of get into poetry? What yeah. made you decide, like, oh, I feel like I want to write a book? Because yeah. I feel like that's kind of a huge step. Like, yeah, it's, <laughs> people say it's like a huge step, and to me, I find it so casual. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I just wrote a book. Yeah, yeah. It's just a book. I'm like, it's nothing special. No, just, just another day. Just another day. <laughs> um, I always written poetry, but I never thought like it was poetry. So I was brought up in French immersion because I wanted to be in French immersion in grade one. Mm-hmm. So I went from grade one to grade six, and then I took myself out, and then I had to go through a bunch of meetings with teachers that were like is this the right decision that you're making like you're only in grade six or you're being bullied to like go into English I was like no I just don't know English (laughs) properly so so because when I'm at home we speak Hindi and then you come to school and then it's French in the classroom Mm -hmm. and then outside in recess you speak English so everything just kind of mumbled jumbled together yeah and then so when I went to English program in grade six and now onwards it's like everything um my, like writing wise was very strict with grammar punctuation and things and poetry was one section in the English curriculum that I really enjoyed mm-hmm. where it's like you get to make it your own mm-hmm. and you get to write how you want and you can decide if that comma goes there or if that punctuation mark goes there or yeah. however you want to yeah. describe just it just the freedom I guess yeah just the freedom of writing and expression and that's what I really liked about it so I engaged that with my high school years of just like you know just writing about Things that just are happening or things that have happened or things that are going to happen, your dreams, aspirations and things like that. So 
over the years I've just been writing but I just keep it on my phone I don't do paper and pen because I always lose the paper <laughs> and I don't know where it goes so uh, with the power of Apple and iCloud everything's yeah. stored that's why I can never get an Android because like everything's stored there and I don't know how to take it out that's how I get you that's the ecosystem <laughs> yeah so then I'm like oh great now I have to stay with Apple for the rest of my yeah. life uh, but yeah in all seriousness it was a it was a great opportunity to learn how to write poetry and then your own freestyle mm-hmm. and so this year or yeah this year I went back to college after I dropped out multiple times of the same college and I went back and then I graduated and this this year was like a really big uh, eye opener to being like you can do anything and use the resources that you have so yeah, that could definitely. be you know people and friends and coworkers or, or teachers and you know like have them proofread or um, just help them encourage you or if you can encourage them mm-hmm. uh, so this year was like using what I had was my poetry that I never thought was a thing that I had like I never thought that that was something I would compile into a book one day yeah. I never would have thought that so I was like I was just sitting one day I was like maybe I should make a book <laughs> out of this so I just compiled a bunch of poems I had to delete a lot of them like the editing process of a book is a lot and so um, it was great to actually mix it all together and mm-hmm. make one coherent piece of work um, and yeah and then it got pub- self-published on Amazon this year nice Yeah. what was kind of I guess uh, I'm not too sure how many of the listeners right now have, you know, had the opportunity to either experience making a book or, or that kind of stuff. Because I know yeah. for, and you kind of touched upon it right yeah. now with the whole editing process yeah. and how difficult that was. Yeah. We're always our, our own biggest self-critic. That's true. Our, ourselves' biggest self-critic. I know, I remember the first episode that I made for this podcast, I think it was only about 20 minutes long, but I took five hours to make. Mm-hmm. Just because I kept deleting, 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 yeah, yeah, deleting. Yeah. I was like, no, nope, <laughs> I hate how I sound. I hate the flow. Yeah. Obviously now, it's a, it, I've gotten a little bit more accustomed to the actual podcast, but mm-hmm. also having the ability to say to yourself like it's never going to be perfect yeah. um, I feel like for me at least it, making that perfect piece of content is is I feel like you're just chasing a never endless kind of that's true you're just climbing a ladder or a hill yeah. that's just never going to end and you're never going to really reach the top so yeah. you know 90% of something is better than nothing that's true right? so, yeah. um, so it's always good to get something done yeah yeah so I guess the following question that I wanted to bring about is obviously poetry and and you touched upon it with what you're studying and stuff like that what was kind of do you ever feel like there was a disconnect or did you ever think like maybe poetry was uh not necessarily just poetry but writing and and maybe on the creative side did you ever feel like that was maybe something that you wanted to study in school instead like yeah i always wanted to study yeah i always wanted to just i wanted to major in journalism Mm -hmm. media or creative design or film or a theater degree (laughs) i always anything but what you yeah anything but what i wanted to do and i was like i still sit there and i'm like i hate my life i'm like i don't want to be here yeah but then like being proactive and having that mentality where it's like okay you can be here in this classroom this lecture that you don't know anything about (laughs) for three hours but then after that you can treat yourself to like a video or something and even though like some people may look from the outside world and look in and say you know like even shooting a video a youtube video or something the editing process takes like five six hours Mm -hmm. for like a 20 minute video but it's 
it's the way it seems like there's a lot more work but it's fun yeah. you know and it's a fun work and you don't feel like it's work you're just working on like a little fun little thing. yeah a little side project yeah a little side project and yeah. that's what makes it worthwhile and I think that's what made my day a lot better was doing these creative projects yeah yeah. no it's, it's, it's great that you actually touched upon that because to be honest the only reason I'm sitting here right now and uh, is because of that reason because of the whole side project thing when I first started beneath Vancouver it was a side project at first it was a time for me to disconnect from working part-time at Best Buy working mm-hmm. at school extracurriculars studying at yeah. school and it was kind of like my, my my peace of mind right I'd go home just me and my laptop and I would just search up random stuff on like yeah. how do I build this what do I do with this yeah and it was never you know I'd stay up to like 4 a.m. and then I would be not even be tired or surprised yeah. about it because I'm so invested in this project piece right yeah and obviously yeah. as things evolve and you started to see it grow and you, mm-hmm. you start to get a little bit more attached to it yeah. and it's kind of like seeing your your toddler almost go from like yeah. crawling to actually walking yeah, right yeah, so yeah. Um, for me it was just a yeah it was just yeah. a passion project and obviously it's yeah. led to a lot more now about a year yeah. and a half in but um, what what would I guess what would you say to yourself when you first started um, like when you first started college mm-hmm. and obviously you're, you're taking courses that yeah. are, might not be of biggest interest to you yeah what would you say to people that are doing that as well right now that are maybe listening? Because I've had a couple I, of people before. I say if you're not too far in, you can still change your program. Like mm-hmm. you're not, the world's not going to end. Yeah. Like it's, it's not. So whatever classes that you've done, if you've already started, they'll just count towards general electives mm-hmm. and then you'll just have to keep going forward. Yeah. But did you ever, do you ever feel like for it there was a kind of like an obstacle there i know you were saying kind of yeah, earlier there is, before. there's so there's so many <laughs> obstacles i feel like it's easy yeah. it's, it's a lot easier said than done like yeah, just yeah. being like obviously oh yeah i'm gonna change my program no, i yeah. hate science i'm gonna go study business right yeah Something like that yeah i think i've just always been very spontaneous with that and i'm just like i'll just go to program advising if that's every day of the week just to be like i don't know what i'm doing with my mm-hmm. life can you figure it out and fix it and i feel like sometimes program advising does give you mixed reviews and uh, advice if you have different people like different advisors they'll tell you different things and then it does get even more confusing than what you just started off with but I think just realize that you have to accept the work that you've done and treat it like okay we're gonna start again Mm. and then be okay with that because for me I was not okay with that to be like okay this all this work that I did all the gas that I spent driving here, <laughs> all the hours I spent at school, now that's going to be like, not, yeah, I guess I could say it's going to waste, but it's going as a, as a general elective yeah. piece of my program. And now I'm going to start afresh in this new program. Mm. So I think just accept that. That was the hardest thing. Yeah. Okay. I could say. Uh, I guess, um, divvying kind of into now, obviously you mentioned YouTube and stuff like mm-hmm. that. What was kind of, Kind of give us the timeline of where it all started. I know you were saying like yeah. poetry started when you were in French immersion yeah. and the ability to do, you know, liter- liter- literacy freedom and yeah. stuff like that. What was, I guess now, when did you start dabbling into YouTube and start saying like, oh, maybe I should make a video and post it online. Right? Yeah. I feel like um, that's the hardest, that's the hardest part. I think in 20, I remember in grade, okay, so my film life, <laughs> it's like a whole separate story. Okay. It's like, okay, so in grade, I think grade 11 or grade 12, um, I used to skip school to go work at as an extra on set, mm-hmm. and um, I didn't realize. I don't know who's gonna listen to this, but like, if you're underage, you need your parents' signature. So I used to do all the signatures. 
And I was like, we don't condone. Uh, <laughs> we don't condone underage working, forging cer- signatures or anything like that. Just making sure that's clear. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like you can work under the age of eighteen. You just need a parent signature. So I was like, oh, well, my parents don't know that I'm here. Yeah. So I used to just go work, and I used to love the whole film scene, um, and I loved it. And then I went here to this college. Um, and then I studied health science. Oh, I actually did environmental studies, and then I switched to health science. And then I came to a point where I was like, I'm done with this. Mm-hmm. I want to go to film. So then I went to film school for four months, just for the summer break. And then um, it, it was great. It was fun. And then I enjoyed my time there. And then I was like, you know, I had to look at the whole film industry and who I am as a contributor and an actor to this industry and what roles can I play and things like that. Yeah. And I realized that the biggest thing an actor can do is be proactive and be entrepreneurial in their own way, in Mm -hmm. their own life. And so I started, it took me six months to be like, maybe I should do it, maybe I should not do it. And it's, you know, what if this person sees it? What if that person sees it? Because the brown community is very tight. (laughs) And so it's like every, the word gets around very fast, Mm -hmm. whether it's good or bad. It's like all word (laughs) gets around. It's like wildfire. Yeah, it is wildfire, honestly. And so I started, then I released my new video in December, I think it was, oh my, 17, 18, or 19th. It's one of those days, I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's the 20th of December of 2016. And I said, my project is going to be, you need to do this, and you need to get this done before this year ends. Because What was the, what was the video about? Um... I think it was brown people in the snow or something. Okay. Something like that. So was it Types more like, of people in the winter or something. Like more like, like a parody-esque? Yeah. Kind of okay. Yeah. And it was a more like a skit thing. So then it took me two days, two 16-hour days to make a three or four-minute video. and But I had to look at, like, just like... Film school did not prepare you for YouTube. I wish YouTube had a university <laughs> to tell you what to do. Um, so I had to figure out, I'm like, okay, I need a tripod. Mm-hmm. Then you have to go on Amazon and look for all the tripods. Yeah. Then you watch YouTube videos, which tripod is the yeah. best? You know, yeah. the top five tripods. And then you have to, like, that takes, like, a whole day or two of mm-hmm. just figuring that out. Then you need your camera. Then you need, like, a microphone. Or then you need lighting. And then you have to figure that out. And then putting that all together, that takes time. And then shipping takes time. And then you gotta like keep that in your mind, but I didn't know any of it. Yeah, and just kind of winging it. At this. It just winged it every step of the way, and I was like, let's just figure it out. Yeah, you know, figure it out and keep going. And so it took two 16-hour days, and then it took another, I think, 13 hours for me to edit it because I downloaded Final Cut Pro. Mm. And I had no idea how to use it. <laughs> so you watched YouTube videos? I, yeah, online. I watched YouTube videos about it and figured it out. And I did not come from an editing background, yeah. not in film school, not in proper college. So I had, like, no idea. Mm-hmm. And then there's, like, so many techniques with Apple, yeah. laptop specifically, where it's, like, command and then X and C and V and figuring, like, how that cuts and pastes and things and figuring out all these shortcuts that nobody ever told me about. Mm-hmm. And I think just having that passion to keep going and keep learning is just what got me and then that for me that video is so cringy (laughs) it's so cringy I'm like oh my god but I'm happy I made that first step in order for me to know what I like to do and what I want to do now Mm -hmm. so that I think everybody has a starting point and it's very hard in the beginning and then it gets easier yeah what what's kind of the what's been the transition from that first video to kind of where YouTube is now is it, is it still, I guess, in the matter of content? Um, obviously, yeah. the, the process. I'm yeah. assuming now you've got time, like, it was 2016, so almost yeah. three years since the time of this podcast. Yeah. Um, 
Do you still use Final Cut? What's kind of I been still like use the process? Final Cut. I realize with industry professionals, if you want a full time job as a, like a videographer or something, you yeah. need Adobe Pro. Yeah. And you have to know After Effects, and I have like no idea how to use that. Yeah. And then I downloaded a trial, and it's like more complicated than Final Cut. And I'm like, I don't know how to use this, so I might just take a class in person yeah. one day of just find of uh, Adobe Effects and uh, Adobe Pro, and um, um, I think it's just. Yeah, just learning. Sorry, could you repeat? Yeah, yeah no, it was like, just, yeah. uh, it was like kind of what's been kind of the transition from okay, yeah. your first video to not necessarily like the yeah. latest one, so but the. I've done like podcasts some... because it was uh, like in person video podcasts where mm-hmm. it was just a lot easier for me to do. And that was a big change for what people wanted from me. And I knew that, but it was like I had to look at my own schedule first yeah. and be like, what can I do in this time? Because I can't really do a skit when I have to study and then have an exam and yeah. assignment tomorrow, right? But I still wanted to get that video out. So since down and making podcasts and talking to an audience was really fun for me just yourself just me okay it was just me and just talking about random things yeah and so now the transition for that now i'm going back into video now like this winter and now it's like more i know what i want and i can't really say any details yet. no that's totally fine and so it's just the process now like video like the actual part of capturing video might be less than an hour and editing might take four to five hours Mm -hmm. and that's fine it's a lot better than two days and i always think about that you've come so far so don't be so hard on yourself yeah no that's i mean i remember when i first uh, opened Premiere and it wasn't even bo- it was before even all of this yeah. um, I forgot what I was editing or why I even downloaded in the first place a- and I was just like what the hell is going on like my previous editing experience was Windows Movie Maker on <laughs> yeah. like those montages on YouTube from like playing Maple Story <laughs> and stuff like that um, so it was never really in depth and yeah. I w- before to be honest I was very re- I guess restricted in, in my, kind of my creative sense I yeah. never thought that I've had the eye for that kind of stuff mm-hmm. for video photography etc yeah so when I first touched Premiere and started editing videos for some of the work that we do with Beneath, I was just like, where do I start, right? And obviously, yeah, YouTube, yeah. Peter McKinnon. Yeah. Um, I took some classes on Udemy. Um, yeah, yeah. If, by the way, if this kind of shot, not sponsored or anything, but huge shout out to Udemy. Um, essentially, for those who don't know, it's like a, are you familiar with yeah, Udemy? Yeah, I'm Udemy. Yeah, so for, the, for yeah, yeah. our listeners um, right now, Udemy is essentially this platform that has different classes uh, on different various pieces of yeah, kind like of material. Everything. Like <laughs> everything that you can everything. imagine. Videography, photography, marketing, digital marketing, like you yeah. name it, it's pretty much on Udemy. And yeah. the courses are pretty, pretty fi- yeah. uh, not too expensive, yeah. pretty reasonable pricing. But anyways, yeah. and it was just a matter of me digging into that kind of mm-hmm. stuff and again not knowing like what the hell was going on at yeah. the time and um, I've actually never experienced Final Cut myself yeah. uh, I just kind of jumped straight into Premiere okay. yeah. but yeah it's all about the trial and error and I feel like yeah. that's the hardest part is literally clicking that first yeah. time I remember the first video I edited I literally just wanted to throw my laptop yeah. because I was struggling so much with yeah. transitions <laughs> lack of transitions yeah. like color coding this that and I was yeah. just like there's a minute video and I'm taking like almost 24 hours to edit yeah. this damn thing. Is this even worth my time? Yeah. But that's where you kind of have to reflect and think yeah. like you're doing it for the right reasons. You're doing it because you love it. You're doing it for X, Y, yeah. Z. So that's true. Um, I yeah, can, I'm a big advocate for trial and error. Because yeah. I've done so many trial and errors and even with this book with so many trial and errors. Yeah, was, exactly. I think you have to try it. Yeah. I think like people who are scared of trying... You, you're never going to grow by thinking in your own head, what if I do this? Should I do this now? Should I do this tomorrow? Yeah. Or I should have done this yesterday. It's just do it. Mm-hmm. Just do it. It's going to be shitty. It yeah. is. It's yeah. going to be really shitty, the first thing. Either you can publish a video, if it is a video, and just set it to private and have it there. 
and but just learn your skills going through the motions of creation to publication is the main thing yeah and learning how to ride the waves that come along with it yeah and developing yourself as that individual right like yeah. the person i'm sure the person that you are now in terms of that youtuber side is yeah. completely different than what it is it's right so now. different now and that's fine right a yeah. lot of people they want to stay I guess in their lane or stay in that kind of area because yeah. it's comfortable That's true. Um, and you know not being able to experience that kind of uh, I guess risk yeah. can hinder the ability for someone to create right That's like true. if I had I never published the first podcast episode because I said you know I hate it I sound like an yeah. idiot this is stupid yeah I wouldn't be here right now right so yeah. it's all about again just taking that risk and, and it's obviously That's nice true. to hear that yeah. someone shares that kind of mentality yeah and just a memo everybody thinks their voice sounds really <laughs> bad on, through a microphone like everybody thinks yeah. that so don't worry no matter how annoying your voice is like in real life I'm sure it's fine <laughs> it's perfectly I, normal I hope so I mean you yeah. know I've got a couple listeners uh, on the podcast and they say they enjoy it so obviously they're they're yeah. bearing enough so it's only like because you know how your voice sounds and then when you hear it through a microphone they just mess it up yeah and it's like when you hear it back you're like oh do I really sound like that yeah. so sorry for whoever had to listen to me throughout all, all these years <laughs> like I apologize yeah. yeah like your sensitive ears <laughs> so it's good to like just just don't be so hard on yourself but I am a hypocrite for saying that too mm-hmm. because I am hard on myself I think everyone and I think is yeah. everybody is yeah. but I think just take it easy mm-hmm. like you just chill mm-hmm. everybody needs to learn how to chill yeah. and I do too like I have to learn to be like okay this is what it is it is what it is accept it leave it as it is and publish it yep. and that's it no no I, yeah. couldn't, I couldn't agree more um, I guess the follow up that I have to all of this um, and I'm sure a lot. I know I experienced this. Um, I still do, mm-hmm. uh, as a student, as a person yeah. who works uh, part time, obviously as well, while in school and doing things on the side. Yeah. What's kind of been your your approach, your experience with I guess time management, or you know, <laughs> <laughs> me and time management. Oh boy. Um, if it's with me, like it depends. What you're, it depends specifically what it's about. If it's about meetings, expect me to be five minutes late every t- every meeting. I don't care if you we've known each other, we've not known each other. I'll be late. Yeah. And if it's like me on a creative project, I will take my time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I take my time because I'm just I realize that there's 24 hours in a day. Mm-hmm. It's up to you whether how constrictive you want to be with it or not. Yeah. So I like to give myself some room because there's no point giving myself anxiety over my unrealistic expectations knowing that I'm going to take a little bit longer doing this thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's totally fair. I know you always want to, especially as a creative individual, you always want to be pushing it out yeah. like right away. Like the turnover has to be yeah. less than 24 hours. While some people obviously have that skill set. Mm-hmm. Like I know people who do shoots and then literally less than two hours, three hours later, all the pictures are edited. Yeah. Good to go, right? And obviously that's with time and experience yeah. and, and, and whatever. Um, but I guess just to dive even more, mm-hmm. I, I wanted to know a little bit more, I guess, and you said you're working uh, part-time and, and, yeah. and full-time as well. Full-time. So what's kind of been your experience as a student, as a worker? Because I know for me, it was a big, big, um, like, stepping stone mm-hmm. for me to say, you know, I'm going to cut the two hours, three hours that I'm spending on my ass watching Netflix yeah. and use those hours instead to try to build a brand and build a yeah. community. So yeah. I guess kind of what's, what was your kind of intake with that? Have I you always think, struggled with that? or I think I've always just been like, okay, this is what I'm going to work on mm-hmm. and I'll just devote whatever time I have towards it. 
And, like, I knew, like, Netflix and things, like, you know, just sitting and relaxing was a big thing that I used to do. But yeah. now it's, I've gotten in the rhythm of just doing certain things in my day mm-hmm. that is just normal for me just to keep hustling. And I feel like okay. hustling has... Be- it's, it's really addictive. It is. It is, yeah. Because you're so used to Which the grind. Which is not necessarily a good thing, though, I will say. No, it's not. Because yeah. it does take a toll on your body first. <laughs> you yeah. don't realize it. Yeah, but you then don't. it does. And then your sleeping schedule is messed up because mine is. Yeah. And it's just, you have to learn how to relax. Because I went on vacation, I think, um, I think last year. Mm-hmm. And I forgot how to relax. Yeah, me too. And it's very odd for me to, like, know yeah. what to do with myself. No, I'm just going to quickly chime in there just because I just recently went to um, Toronto about three weeks ago. Just okay. before school started yeah, yeah. Um, with my mom and dad. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, I was relaxed, but at yeah. the same time, I always felt the need to see what I can do back home, like emails, yeah. what content am I going to yeah. push out? Like, it. I don't know exactly yeah. if if it's the... I don't think it's the healthiest thing, to be quite honest. Uh, I, I don't think so, but I think it's just our mentality of a creative person yeah. to keep going. Yeah. And it's fueled by your own passion. That's the yeah. thing. It's And you can't by, take like, that out, right? You can't take it out because that's what fuels you. And that's like... It's something that you actually want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to Fiji in 2017 mm-hmm. and there was no internet. <laughs> oh, God. And I like I brought my laptop all the way there and I said, you know, maybe if we have some downtime... I'll do you some... You know, like, yeah. I'll just like do some emails and like watch like something on yeah. YouTube in a hotel room and then there's no Wi-Fi and I was like oh <laughs> and it was the oddest thing for me because I was so in that time in 2017 I was hustling a lot I yeah. feel like just not on YouTube specifically but just like in life, life. yeah in general in life and it was just a big stop yeah if for like it was for 10 days and I didn't know what to do yeah and I freaked out and I was like uh and it's it's a really big shift yeah and I feel like I can't really say to take it like take gradual steps into doing nothing mm-hmm. because it's just you're gonna go in a shock anyways so I think channeling what you want to do like emails or watch YouTube or something channel that towards something that um, what what uh, into wherever you are and channel that there so if you're in Toronto for example and you have some spare time, well, like, go to downtown and yeah, see what to and do Yeah, and just there. experience it, yeah. yeah. And, like, spend your time accordingly because we, I feel like as creatives, we're like, okay, this is what we're going to do this time and this is what we're going to do after it. Yeah. And then, you know, that's how our days usually go. And just taking that time, you know, go for a walk and make yourself feel better. Just disconnect a bit, yeah. Just disconnect while you're still connecting, you mm-hmm. know? Like, have your phone uh, plugged into Spotify yeah. or something not sponsored <laughs> yeah. and just you know go for a walk because you're still connected to your phone but you're still so disconnected from the world it yeah. feels like at the same time no it's true yeah. it's a it's a huge double edged sword and, and yeah. I never thought that I would get arguably to the point of that like mm-hmm. I was never with any other kind of work that I've done it, it was always I always found the relaxing time the most favorite part of the day like for yeah. example when I used to work at Best Buy um, you know, after a long shift, obviously working eight hours, talking yeah. to customers, dealing with people, etc. Yeah. Um, anyone who works retail knows how wonderful customers can be sometimes. <laughs> um, so, you know, after a long shift, yeah. you want to just sit down and relax, right? Yeah. And, and that was that was my way of my, I guess, of my me time, mm-hmm. right? And now my me time is now doing this, right? Yeah. Just meeting people like yourselves yeah. to shoot uh, to create a podcast episode. Yeah. Um, go have a meeting, go do some sort of content, go shoot a video, go shoot whatever, right? Yeah. So 
the me time, not necessarily that it's disappeared. I feel like, as you said, it's a bit of a shift and it's changed into something different. And it for, I guess, people seeing it on the outside, they yeah. see it as you're just always on, right? Your switches, yeah. like you never turn off, I guess. Right. But for others and for others who are similar kind of in our shoes where we're um, very passionate about the projects that we do and the yeah. work that we do, that is kind of our disconnect, right? That's yeah. our disconnect. For me, it was my disconnect, as I said earlier, from school, yeah. from work, um, from all the other shit that was going on in my life. Yeah. My disconnect was, you know, what I, what I loved to do, which was create content and, yeah. you know, build a brand with Beneath. So, yeah, um, yeah I think it's important, obviously, to to uh, reflect on, obviously, what you have in your surroundings. Yeah. Like, if you're on vacation in, like, for example, the Bahamas, obviously, yeah. you should, you know, spend some time yeah. and, you know, enjoy the sun yeah. and enjoy the weather. I uh, feel like as creatives, we can't necessarily sit down anymore and relax. Like, yeah. it's just not a thing. I feel like, <laughs> I mean, sometimes if you're physically so exhausted. Yeah, no, there's definitely... exhausted, you're gonna, like, take that rest, yeah. obviously. And just but to it, clarify, sorry to cut yeah, you off, no, just to clarify, like, it's not like... I don't sit on my ass some days. Like, no, no yeah. that's 100% true. Yeah, yeah, you need to do that. I do that days. sometimes. Yeah. Like, just earlier right now, I was just relaxing watching House of Cards, yeah. right? Like, just before this as well, right? In the yeah. morning. So, um, it, it's yeah. it's the balance, and yeah. it's a, a healthy balance. A balance. And yeah. as you said, 24 hours in the day, yeah. use it as you will. If yeah. one day that's maybe spending a little bit more time on the quote-unquote relaxing yeah. side of it instead of creating content, yeah. it's not the end yeah. of the world. That's true. So... And I've realized, like, this one quote that I keep hearing people say, well, if you're not here tomorrow, then would you have, ex- or would you have liked the life you live today? Mm. But then I'm like, I can't have that mentality right now because I need yeah. to do all my meetings this week. Yeah. <laughs> so you have to, like, look and be like, okay, there is a tomorrow. <coughs> like, okay, I know in the grand scheme of things, there might not be tomorrow. You mm-hmm. might get run over by a bus, you know? But, yeah. I mean, hopefully you don't. <laughs> but, like, you never know. But, you know, I think that uncertainty is always there. But, I mean, there's always a tomorrow and have that mentality when you're working on a project. Because I feel like we've become so hard on ourselves to finish everything that day that we don't necessarily think about tomorrow. And knowing that, you know, we can relax today for one hour and then come back to this with fresh eyes tomorrow Mm -hmm. and then continue on. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. No, that's that's so true. Like, um, I, I just speaking from, I guess, personal experience. For my first blog post that I did when I first started all of this yeah. um, and met my first individual, uh, for me it was just like, okay, how how do I approach this? Yeah. Like, how do I publish this? Yeah. Um, you know, what's the what is the best way to do this? Yeah. And it was always like, I want to get this done right now because I feel like it needs to get released right yeah. now. But looking back at it, in all honesty, it didn't really matter if it was the Tuesday or the Friday mm-hmm. of next week. Yeah. Um, obviously you want to make sure that you're producing quality content and you're yeah. not rushing things for the sake of rushing things but it's yeah it's similar yeah. to what you said like uh, the quote I feel is is important to realize that there's obviously some truth to it like mm-hmm. if you're consistently saying to yourself oh I'll do that tomorrow oh I'll yeah. take that risk tomorrow that tomorrow might never come yeah but I think on the other on the other side of the coin it's also important to realize that sometimes it's okay to push that thing for tomorrow yeah. right if that it's means okay getting that you know extra two hours of sleep that you've been desperately yeah. needing for the past week and a half that's right um, and that's something that is super important for for me at least I know was the biggest struggle was the balance and yeah. the stress and making sure that you're, you know you're eating right you're yeah. still taking care of your body both physically mentally yeah. emotionally um, that was something that I struggled with especially yeah. at the beginning like yeah. doing all these things and yeah. making make sure your nutrition is good yes I realized that for me slacked like down the hill yeah. <laughs> when you're editing because you will eat anything yeah just yeah. The, the snack foods and yeah. um, 
I guess for most of the audience members, they are kind of individuals our age within 18 to kind of yeah. early 20s, mid 20s, yeah. um, which are a lot are still students, right? Yeah. And, and we get so, for me, it's it sucks the worst when we get so stuck into this grind of mm-hmm. comparison almost and yeah. comparing yourself with others. Yeah. Um, I remember, I think it was in my second year, um, first, first or second year, earlier in my university experience when I was studying, uh, I was studying alone and these two girls next to me were, were studying together, right? Yeah. And, and they were, she had, they just gone in together and they were just, you know, chatting amongst themselves. And one of them said to the other girl, she's just like, oh, so I only slept like four hours. Stacy, let's call her Stacy. Yeah. Um, and then she replies, I only slept three. So it was just kind of like showing up this, this kind of, oh, I'm, I took less care of my body yeah. and stuff like and that. And I still made it. Here. And they still made it here. So it's, it, it's unhealthy that we're we're kind of pushing ourselves to the limit where we want to be able to say to other people, oh, I didn't sleep this many hours because yeah. I was busy, you know, studying and stuff like that. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, obviously you want to get good grades, but yeah. what a lot of students don't realize is it's all about the balance. Yeah. Like if you're 90% of the pie is, you know, getting good grades and the other 10% is completely nullified and no, yeah. no one cares about it, you're still only getting... 90% of the pie as if you split it evenly 25, 25, 25, 25 you get the whole pie you and you get more out of it that's although true. you know maybe some it's different slices proportion pair yeah like so, section yeah exactly yeah. so um, I know that it's it's important to and I preach this a lot you know balance yourselves mm-hmm. take care of yourselves yeah. You there might not be a tomorrow yeah. but at the same time there's only one body there's only one Aaron there's yeah. only one Michael yeah so um Take I just, care of yourself. Yeah, just yeah. take care of yourself. Yeah. Just don't don't Mentally, be freaking out. Spiritually, physically. Yeah. Physically, I need to work on that one. Yeah. Because it feels like when you're sitting down and you're doing projects, yes. you're sitting. You're not on a treadmill yeah. or something, you know? So, I, yeah, go for that walk. Get some fresh air. Stretch. Stretch, yeah. Um, Do some the, yoga. At the co-op uh, job that I was doing this past summer, um, they actually brought in standing desks. Okay. Uh, I, honestly, to be honest, I only tried it maybe five times in my yeah. four months working there. Um but it was those five times where I really felt like I was tight. My back was tight. Yeah. My legs were like not necessarily getting numb, but it, everything just felt tight. So I yeah. needed that like stretch. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know if you tried standing. I tried that. Yeah, it's kind it's of an IKEA. It's yeah, yeah, it's an <laughs> IKEA thing. Yeah. Um, I don't know. They're kind of cool. I, I don't know it's if nice. I don't know if personally I, I would love to work necessarily eight hours, but I don't think they're yeah. meant for that. I think it's meant for just the giving the employee or the employee or the person that's yeah. working at that desk an opportunity to spend the next maybe you know if you're sitting for four just take a 30 minutes and yeah. still be able to do work yeah right? and still and be still able to be productive while you're standing and fixing your body positioning it properly yeah posture yeah. everything like that yeah. um no that's that's super important i guess yeah. kind of my my follow-up um as we you know we're approaching near the end of the podcast mm-hmm. now what's kind of been your not necessarily biggest kind of obstacle that you've overcome but what's something that you're like super proud of and maybe that right now if you would have said yourself four years earlier michael you're going to be able to overcome this obstacle or do this yeah you would have been like good joke (laughs) i think everything i've done up to this point i would have never thought i would have had a youtube channel i would have never thought that i've written a book yeah yeah i've never i would have thought that would have been published through amazon i would have never have thought like anything Mm -hmm. I would not have thought that you know all the job opportunities that came through by making uh, these opportunities for myself first of creating content online and getting jobs after that 
I think I would have never have thought that. Mm-hmm. I mean, the dream is like you know I'm gonna reach this level of like stardom. And yeah. Things. But I think just being con- content with whatever you have right now mm-hmm. and still pushing for a little bit better tomorrow mm-hmm. because a little bit better accumulates over the entire year yep. and then it's like really good by the end yeah. and then that becomes your baseline for the next year yeah yeah no i totally agree i saw well not i saw i met with um one of uh, a business mentors that i have mm-hmm. a couple days ago um and he was saying how it's not necessarily that you're fighting the competition it's you're fighting with yourself yeah in a positive way like yeah. obviously pushing yourself to to be a better version of yourself whether yeah. that be through you know business through life spiritually yeah. emotionally whatever um, it's making sure that you're putting your best foot forward. Yeah. And then, yeah, as you said, everything kind yeah. of follows suit after that. And yeah. it's not being afraid of, of doing yeah. that. Yeah, and don't be afraid to take the first step. Even if you don't know what the first step is or mm-hmm. what the second step is. Or if you don't know even how to take the first step. Yeah. You know, just, I think we live in a, in a society and in a world now where everything's online. You can find everything on Google. Yep. Just like type it in. Yeah, just you know? Google it. That's what Google I did. Google it. Just Google it. And That's then what I did, Figure yeah. it out and then like see which facts are good, which facts are not good. Mm-hmm. Um, figure out your trade-offs and then make your decision according to that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, um, to give some context, everything, pretty much the foundation of all of what I've been doing mm-hmm. before I started going to like networking events and yeah. you know meeting mentors, etc., was through Google, really. Yeah. Um, how to build a website, yeah. you know, best way to do a logo, what to do with this, yeah. mission, vision statements, yada, yada, yeah. yada, all through Google. Yeah. And um, a lot of the times people think that it takes not necessarily some sort of uh, a level of knowledge, mm-hmm. uh, but arguably anyone who's listening right now that wants to, you know, start some sort of, you know, creative journey or, or yeah. business or whatever arguably you're just it's in your pocket your phone you can start from your phone yeah. um, I think it all starts with your idea yeah and, and the I, why and why and yeah. why you want to start that but then the why I've noticed that like when people say that nobody's ever I've realized this in life nobody's ever going to give you a blueprint on how to do something oh yeah no for sure you're going to have to figure it out and if you're like I don't know how to figure it out to start with so how can I figure it out without figuring it out yeah then well <laughs> yeah it's like <laughs> It's you just Google it. <laughs> just yeah. Google everything. Or ask, right? Yeah, ask other people. Ask people. Yeah, ask your friends. Fr- or like even if your friends suck because I've had some really shitty friends before. Mm-hmm. But now I have like really good friends. And now it's like, you know, asking um, each person and know what each friend brings to the table. Yeah. And knowing like if you want to do website design and you want to figure out how to build your website, don't ask your friend that's working at the smoothie shop and is yeah. like depressed for yeah. like the six months. You know? So like you ask somebody else that mm-hmm. maybe specializes in that. Or ask like your school, or ask um, somebody in your school that says, "Hey, can I like um, audit a class that's just you sit in there and it's free, and you just pay attention to how websites are built if yeah. that class is given." Yeah. yeah. No, I th- um, I I think at least, and I brought this up in one of my podcast episodes, the three pillars of uh, so yeah, three pillars of entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. uh, and one of those pillars was curiosity uh, yeah. and being curious. I think that is a huge piece of foundation for a lot of people. And it doesn't even have to be like uh, an entrepreneur that's maybe doing a business or stuff like that. For example, what you just said, someone who's interested in web design. um, If that's something that you wanna pursue, you really have to be curious about that kind of stuff. Know, how can I learn more? How can I improve my skill set? Where can I learn? Is someone doing something similar? And yeah, it might not be like right in your face right away. Like, because if, trust me, if if it was as easy of just you going or you just getting, as you said, a blueprint, okay, Chris, this is what you need to do, or okay, Michael, Aaron, this is what you guys need to do, 
just follow this step-by-step blueprint and I can assure you you're guaranteed success right obviously there's a lot of courses out there that sell you that kind of stuff Uh, and you know there's some validity to it Um, it might push you in the right direction but in my opinion it's it'll always stem from the person who's doing it that's true Uh, and the person from within right yeah I can give you the step-by-step but if you're not willing to put the effort then that's not gonna matter I can open up all the doors in the world yeah uh, connect you to the highest CEOs whatever it may be but if you're not gonna go through the door then there's no point that door is just going to stay open right yeah, I'll open it for someone else true. who's willing to put in the time the yeah. effort so again thank you Michael um, for joining us and everything like that I think we've really hit some really important topics yeah. uh, in terms of a lot of people that are possibly in our shoes or, yeah. or thinking of getting into you know some sort of yeah. journey in themselves yeah. and I think just to I think follow re- your heart yeah, follow your passion reiterate yeah. just do what you think is best for you obviously there's yeah. a lot of variables that go into that such as your yeah. parents the situation that you're yeah. living in etc um, but there's there's always a lot of opportunity there's yeah. always uh, a chance for you to do something and it's just a matter of you willing to take that risk and as yeah. we said before um, you might not know what the next step is. I yeah. didn't, you know, I kind of just winged it and yeah. grew my wings as I was falling down the cliff. That's, oh, very um, nice. But um, that was pretty good, right? Yeah, that's really good. That's really good. That's going to be a quote right yeah, there. Right. <laughs> but um, I just wanted to wrap off and, and Michael has uh, yeah. allowed us to, he's going to share a, a poem from, yeah. his, from his book. So this is a poem from the book Bone Arrow, that, the one that I published, oh, self-published on uh, Amazon. And this is from the chapter For the Mind. And here we go. Your mind is a persuasion of all tricks that deceives you over and over without you ever knowing it. Your mind has a capacity to change the entire world and can also make you believe you can't do anything at all. Your mind, the brain, as diverse in components as the people that walk on this planet. The mind can make you feel stuck even as time moves forward. The mind locks itself in its own jail. It can also unlock itself from the jail. The mind has given itself a disease and it can cure itself too. The mind comes with power of intellect to educate girls and women around the world. The mind is also contained within the leaders that make the decision that such people do not deserve an education. The mind corrupted with greed and profit, smart enough to carry the planet forward, can stay back for years, repeating time again and again. The mind has a capacity to clear the plastic from our oceans. The mind has a capacity to realize that using plastics is the best way to keep profits high. The mind gets depressed, longing for the sun and the activities that once made us smile. Getting out of bed becomes a chore and next to impossible. The mind is capable of so much. It has the power to destroy people by action and words. The mind can also help people by action and words. The mind triggers anxiety and makes us want to flee like pigeons at a park. It searches for comfort and runs away from pain. The mind will only find comfort when it accepts the pain it itself causes. The mind is forever a double-edged sword that triggers with no warning on which side it decides to be on. Surrender your mind. You take back the switch so that your mind becomes a pet and that you become the owner once again. It's an endless fight. Mental health. Wow. 
That was really, really powerful. Thank you. That was, um, again, for those who um, were listening, This that was like an excerpt from, or a poem, I should yeah, say, probably. from uh, Michael's Bow and Arrow book that's uh, available on Amazon, Amazon. right, yeah, right now? Available on Amazon, worldwide. Uh, worldwide. So, worldwide. so you get your uh, prime shipping, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, thank you again, Michael. Obviously, that's a, a beautiful way to wrap up the podcast. Um, for, again, just to reiterate for everyone just listening, um, this was, I guess, the focus of us telling our listeners uh, on the on the episode that yes go for like obviously your your, your dreams and your mm-hmm. aspirations but at the same time making sure that you're taking the time to also reflect on yourself yeah. reflect on your health yeah. uh, and making sure that you're taking care of that yeah. um, but it's uh, it's it's definitely uh, as the kind of the poem reiterated it's an endless it's an it's endless, endless fight it's an endless, endless fight, fight. and um, but you no know, ask for help ask yeah, for ask for, help. ask for assistance yeah. um, and uh, it's just a matter of you kind of pushing forward. Yeah. Anything else you yeah. wanted to? No, like never be scared of you know the unknown, and mm-hmm. I feel like that's always something that's in our minds. Like, what if this happens? Or, yeah. You know, and I think just take that ex, just take that first step. Yeah. If you fall, then you fall, but that's the first step. You're gonna mm-hmm. take many more. Yeah. And you are going to get up. You are. It's people say, oh, I'm gonna fall down, and that's it. Yeah. No, like you will get up. Yeah. And you will keep going. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, where can they find you, Michael? Where can people kind uh, of you see can more find of your me work? On Instagram at Michael Prasad underscore. Uh, there's YouTube, which is Michael Prasad. Um, Facebook page I don't really use, and there's Twitter, Michael Prasad underscore. Beauty. Yeah. Well, thank you again for joining us on thank this you so episode. Much for, um, me. for sharing, obviously, your insight and uh, a wonderful poem as well as part of your book. Thank um, you, Aaron, for having me. No worries, and uh, for all our listeners back who are at home or in the car or wherever you may be. Uh, Thanks for tuning in and hopefully you have a good rest of your day. Take care, everyone.